welcome to another edition of Philly Sportscast with your host Derek, Dave, <laughs> and E-Money. Woo-hoo. And we got together, a special guest here. Danny Hill's in the house. All right. Yeah. Are you going to tell Welcome me who Danny, Danny Hill. Hill is? Danny Hill is our fantasy football guru who he, finished second in his league. So oh. We, we, we couldn't get the guy who finished first, so we got oh. the guy who finished second. Second is the first loser. More oh. <laughs> Let's announce. Dave wants to make an announcement. Let's More let importantly, him do this. We never announced this last week. Everybody heard about Smash Saturday. There's one team that won. And what team won? Danny Hill and Rayman. Oh, another congratulations. Congrats. Congrats. It's a big tournament to win. You have to win something. You might as well win that. (laughs) (laughs) Boys, Phillies lose tonight, although they won last night. So they're supposed to win two of this series. They're going to win two in this series. You agree? Yep. Okay. If they start hitting the ball. Imani, are they going to make the playoffs? No. I don't think so either, Dave. Yes. Okay, so we're all, we're all feel the same way as we did at the bar last week when it was nice and cool. At the beginning of the season, no one has changed since then yet. Nobody's changed since the beginning of the season. I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid. <laughs> the, the Kyle Kenrick Kool-Aid? You're not I'm not that? doing it. They're wondering about what they're going to do with their, their starter. Oh, should we get you know Durbin in here? They don't even know what the, what's going to happen. Adam Eaton should not pitch ever again. No, he should, be, he, should, he should get punched in the balls <laughs> and kicked out of the fucking Bull t- Bullpen, he should pitch. Bullpen, he should pitch, right? No, because usually the first inning is when he sucks. Oh, so, so the right, first so inning he comes in, he leaves a four. Like, so, we're all, yeah. so we're all screwed anyway. Yeah, either way, he okay. should just sit there and rah-rah for everybody. Rah-rah. Cheer him on. Yeah, dude, I, it's it's a major problem with that, with that rotation right now. So that's going to be a major factor. I mean, so there's no doubt about it. They're trying to figure out like how to work a five-man rotation in four days. They're still trying to figure it all out. Five-man Manual rotation better get his manual out. Do they make the playoffs, Dave? Yes. I'm not going to ask you, Mike, because I already know your answer. However, I want to ask him then. Because his I know his answer, but he's positive. We need more positivity. According to Danny Hill right here, we need more positivity in this base. Hold on. What about you know the dude what? from Chicago who said, I do all you guys that? do is poo on the Eagles? I know, but if he wants. I told him, like, as my response to that was, if you want positivity, go somewhere to fuck else because this is reality check. Also, with the Eagles, it's just starting. We don't see what everyone's saying. This fantasy football book, they ask guys, hey, who's going to the Super Bowl? At least two people said the Eagles against the Patriots or whatever. We Wait, don't let, me, let me get my lighter. Let me burn that book. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see it. Well, we'll get into right. that a little well, bit no, later. No, I, I want the Phillies to go to the playoffs. Don't get me wrong. Right. I would, oh my God, I would cream my pants if that happened, but would. What I essentially would what's going to happen though? This this is uh, history repeating itself for two seasons now. This time last year they were three back too. I'm sure. I mean, I don't know exactly what they were. No, but they were right there in the race. Exactly. Right there in the wild card. Well, they weren't there in the race. Well, last I mean, Mets took it took crazy. But right, they were working a wild card action. This time, this time last year, going into our vacation, they were they played the Nationals. Remember, Dave? We the watched that all three games. There. They were leading the one. They had one game leading the wild card race this the, time last year. The Pretzel W. That's when it all the came. Pretzel out. W. It all came that's out. right. Those and guys were alright. Feel, feel free to go to the archives because this show's been going on way too long. I think the uh, Pretzel W is the picture for the for that for that show. Actually. That's right when we came back. Yeah. And they still didn't make the playoffs. And then we move on to the Eagles. You know, the Phillies don't make the playoffs, and then we think Eagles. And I really can't believe how serious the first preseason football game is. How can you take a game where none of your starters are going to play, your starting quarterback isn't going to play, and say how terrible the outcome was? You know the outcome's going to be bad. When was the last time Andy Reid ever strategized for a preseason game? He doesn't he even know who's out there. He could give a rat's ass. Right, 56, you're going over there. 
52, you go over there. That's all it really is. Did you guys see the hit the punter took from Australia? No, I, I was listening to it on the radio. I saw it, and he took it. He took it like an Australian football player would take it. <laughs> and I like him. I like him. I, it, it, that's the biggest race we have in Philadelphia training camp right now because, in my opinion, uh, Mr. James isn't going to be a cornerback for the Philadelphia Eagles. So. I agree. Like Ike, Ike Reese says, how dare he take a hit like that in spring – Ike Reese used to beat the crap out of people in training camp. I mean, or in, and then also in the preseason. What is he thinking now that he's in the booth? He's got air conditioning, unlike how we have tonight in the in the basement. But I will say <laughs> we that we are in the basement. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Speaking of Ike Reese, he's a lot better than Mike Quick. You think so? I'm just trying. I'm what trying is, to give oh him a little God, props. Please give me a break. <laughs> That's Mike Quick is the marble mouth. Ike I Reese know, is going a little too street for me. He's he, a little he's crazy. too street. When I heard it, I was like, wow, this isn't racial not my quick, but it's not um, feeling any great. I'm trying to weigh the two. I was just trying man. to weigh the two. Well, let me get uh, Danny Hill. Danny Hill, um, you had one of your boys call you and say that we that the Baltimore Ravens kicked the Eagles' ass on Monday on a, the first preseason night. What's that about? Yeah, you know, it's it's a typical, my schlong's longer than yours. It's a preseason game. Baltimore, you know, all, all respect to Baltimore and their defense, but their offense isn't going to do much this season, and it's preseason. The Eagles, obviously, like Derek said, didn't have Donovan. They didn't have Lito out there. Uh, they didn't have the captain of the defense. b Dog wasn't out there. So uh, let's not start flexing our muscles in the first <laughs> let's not season st- game of the year. Totally agree with you. Ooh, However, Baltimore kicked our ass. I do want to get your shit? prediction for the uh, Baltimore Ravens this year because you were flaunting that out tonight like you're going out of style. Yeah, I, I uh, put this in the record books, all you Baltimore fans. You will not make the playoffs <laughs> this year. We'll do that with the Eagles also. Like I don't think Runyon played. Andrews didn't play. They're missing everybody. You know what? It's the first preseason. No big deal. It doesn't make a difference. It means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. So if you go to Baltimore, get your ass handed to you, and then you have your defense say, we got our shit kicked out of us, so let's work our asses off this week to next week. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. Andy Reid's not a dumb man. We all agree with that. His uh, kids might be fat fucking man, idiots. He's not a dumb man. <laughs> right. Totally. And then, it, Dave, you can't really say it. Can you say he's fat? Are you allowed to say that? Oh, yeah. He's fatter than me. He's I, a large, large yeah. man. So, so if you're fat, goes. so if you're fat and the yeah. dude is fat, so you're allowed to say he's fat. Can you say somebody's ugly? <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad point, Dave. That's not a bad point. You did that on the fly too. Yeah, that, that was good. sweet. Yeah, great. No I'll, editing there. I'll, I'll, yeah. yeah, that's cut right out. They won't hear anything. You're never going to even hear this conversation. Hear, Dave, you're a fat man, right? Ah! <laughs> Watch out! Watch out! You're clipping the levels. <laughs> All right. On to the fact that... You're ugly? I, no, that Evan says in Fantasy Football Magazines that the Eagles are contenders. I don't know how that appears in Fantasy Football Magazines. But I don't even own a magazine. But didn't you well, say no, that? No, I just said that. I said in this one... Oh, right. I'm yeah, sorry. There's at least two teams... I don't even know how to read. That, you know, the people that are picking these are also guys that run dot-coms. So they're, it's not... Major big, guys saying it, but it's people who pay attention to football are saying that they're going to be super Super Bowl contenders. So it's a big can of corn. We all know we. Uh, you know it sucks because my boy from Chicago is going to think we're being we're shitting on the Eagles, but we're not. Let's reality check this team. Kevin Curtis is your number one. How you feel? Is Reggie Brown a number one? Well, hold on. Okay. Is L.J. Smith a number one? 
I've been saying this for a couple of weeks since they got him. I said, yeah, he's a speedster. And you go, well, where is he? Where do you get this from? So this is from uh, Fantasy Football Index. Again, it's just fantasy football, but I just want to read what well, they wrote. It's all about individual players, so that must be something right. But sleeper. The Eagles like to throw the ball downfield. Their wide receivers averaged a league best 17.7 yards per catch last year. So it was no surprise when the team signed free agent Kevin Curtis. He has wheels, and he has shown he can be productive. So, he can run fast. More productive than Dante Stallworth? Remember, when Stallworth was down to Orleans, he was hurt. He came up here, he got hurt. They're comparable players. I think they're comparable players. He could prove to be comparable. Definitely. And this whole, yeah, we'll, and Reg, you have a Reggie Brown threat. I mean, Look, that could be good, right? I agree. I, I don't agree. think, honestly, I don't think Dante Stallworth was going to beat out Torrey Holt or Isaac Bruce on the Rams if he played on that team. And Curtis was on that team. Right. So that's and Curtis sweet. wasn't going to beat those two out. That's that, two potential Hall of Fame wide receivers right there. And well, I ain't a bad know. number three to be on on that team. Yeah. So, I mean, that's all I, that's all I can tell you. I can't go into a football season comfortable with the fact that Donovan McNabb is going to stay healthy because he put so much on his shoulders during the course of the season that he puts himself in precarious situations and therefore will get hurt an ankle, a shoulder, an arm, a contusion here. I'll be out next week, but I might I might be able to play the next week. If he didn't have to do that, then I think he would stay healthy, but it's all on his shoulders. I mean, Brian Westbrook can't carry the ball so many times. So you got this kid from Penn State. What's his name? Tony Hunt. Tony Hunt. You got Tony Hunt. Well, that's another thing, too. So what are you looking for? When you have Donovan McNabb doing all these things, everything resting on his shoulders. Okay, well, that was before he got hurt, majorly hurt with his knee. I don't know how he's going to react out there on the field. Is he going to not take those chances? No, he He has to, or the team can't win. Well, then he's going to get hurt again. Well, he's right? going to get hurt if he tries to protect himself from taking those chances. Well, he gets though. hurt every year, first of all. Well, is he's going, going to repeat I think the question is the bottom line. I think the, and uh, I believe we talked about this two weeks ago, is that if it wasn't the Eagles and we were looking uh, outside in on another team, you would say, oh, that guy's going to get hurt again. I mean, it's just the bottom line. He's going to he, He's 30, what is he, 31, 32? It's, it's not looking good. I mean, he's the X factor. If he gets hurt, the season is over. Well, Unless I, you want Cole. No, whatever his name is. I want to say I want to say this though. If you guys had to pick a percentage of Donovan McNabb making it through the season, what would it be, Dave? I would just percentage fifty fifty. Either he's oh, going to get hurt. Or he won't. Oh, that's great, Dave. Why don't you go? You know, we're, but we're not asking you to split your child in half. Is the beer half full or half? Make a decision. I'm saying how many games is he going to play? Thirteen. So I think he's getting hurt. Danny Hill. No, I think this is the year that McNabb comes through for the Eagles. I, I will always be, you know, 100% on board for the Eagles. One thing, Derek, I, you hear from me week in and week out is you got to be a little bit more positive about the Philadelphia teams. I agree with Dave when the Phillies are going to make the playoffs. I definitely think they have a chance this year um, right there in the hunt, and they also have a chance to win the division, so that gives them a better shot. But I would say 90% chance that McNabb makes it through the season this year. Uh, looking good through rehab, taking it easy right now, and with the offensive line that we have, I think they'll be able to protect him. I don't think he's going to run as much this year either, which basically he got hurt scrambling last year, so I think he'll be all right. Yeah, he had to run out of bounds, and he hurt his knee. He didn't even get hit. Right. That's so he's not going to run out of bounds this year? He's going to slide this time and <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I, pull a hammy. I don't know, man. I, I, I love Donovan McNabb, too. I love watching him play. He's an absolutely – he's a phenomenon. I, I don't want to see him get hurt because I don't want to see Philly. I don't want to see – Cobb, Kolb, whatever he wants to call him. Is Holcomb, Holcomb getting Holcomb out of here? We, on, yeah. How many quarterbacks do we have? 
Ten? Maybe a five. I think we we hired. Both, uh, <laughs> yeah, but wait. So, but hang on though. Hang on. Hang on. What a great what a great uh, draft that was. Car- Kelly Holcomb is playing better than your three year signee AJ Feely. Yeah. Which one is going to make the team? That Kelly Holcomb is a better quarterback than AJ Feely. I think the Vikings will come out and give him a third or fourth round pick. I think that's what uh, Childress came out and said, or not said. That was part of the deal. So they're like, okay, at least we can get something instead of cutting. One of the players and not losing anything, you know what? How we talked about baseball. You're familiar yeah. with other GMs. You make the deal. Well, that's Childress and the Eagles, Eagles. franchise, of course. So Understood. Make a little move. Understood. Or yeah, I think it could be anywhere from third to seven. It was, it was just a draft pick, but it was they weren't losing anything. Then they were getting something for him. At least. So you're telling me you're not discouraged at all by what happened on Monday night? Oh, by the play, no. Because yeah, you know what? Baltimore's backups are better than the Eagles' backups, but hopefully we never have the backups in there. Yeah, I mean, until E-Money starts putting the E-Money line down on preseason football, that's what it's worth. It's I agree really with not you. worth a lot. Uh, you're trying to find out who wants to make the team, who's going to make plays. Yeah, the preseason games are going to, you know, eat their decision a little bit here and there. But at the same time, Derek, those guys don't want to be out there on the field. I agree. It doesn't mean a whole heck of a lot. And if you're a football fan and you're bragging about a preseason football game, then you, you might want to get into watching, uh, you know, croquet or something like that. I totally hear you, Daniel. I agree 100% on that. If you're happy about preseason, you know your team's not making the playoffs yet. (laughs) That's what you got your hat riding on right now. But then why did your brother Dan call me and say, Schmitty's coming down for the game on Monday night. Why don't you get your putt down here and watch the game? Schmitty wants to go out and have beers. Yeah, okay. How's he going to tell... Whatever you would like to call it. And I can understand that your brother's kind of uncomfortable with Schmitty in his his house at past 9 o'clock p.m. (laughs) And he needs a third body there. However, I really had no plan on watching the game. Not even one play I was going to read in the paper the next day. Oh, I T-voted, man. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. Why? I watched it. I watched it. It's just... What I really Shit, like, I wanted to see team. a little bit. Of okay, it. is Moats going to fumble? Can Moats pick up the the blitz? But is the second preseason game more exciting than the first? Oh, it will be because hopefully McNabb. And the played. third is better than that. Third's going to be and better because f- you're going to half. And the fourth is always a dud. It's a dud. That's worse than the first. Wor- worse than the first. Because now these guys know. Hey, I'm getting cut in a matter of hours. Let's <laughs> see, you know. They're going to find little red tickets in their locker. Yeah. I've been watching the Eagles. I'm a diehard Eagles fan. I can't remember the last time they had a winning preseason. And That's true. Uh, they've been one of the winningest teams in the NFC East. That's a really good point, though, Dan. Is Andy Reid puts no emphasis on, emphasis on the care. preseason at all. He doesn't care at a lick. He's probably there just to watch how the offensive line is going to look against the defensive right. line. Right? I think he's looking to see who can hold on the ball. Right. So... If you're a betting man and you bet preseason football, why don't you bet against Andy Reid every year? Yeah, that's true, too. If you bet preseason football, then you got mad problems. Okay. And that's right. I think Andy Reid's also going to say, okay, hey, listen, we're going to go deep on the left side or whatever. Let's see how the wide receivers on the right-hand side act. Are they blocking good? Are they running the routes correct? They're not doing it. Okay, see you later. Right. And that's what I think keeps Greg Lewis in camp. Like, I mean, he can run his routes and do stuff like that. Well, who's who's that? uh, Who is that? Um... Corner in for, for Shepard. Who was playing corner? Yeah, that dude no, was. That's no, William that's, James. He should just get cut right now. William <laughs> James is. Uh, he, there's been a big thing. It's funny. I I had uh, I actually had uh, Sheldon Brown at an event for the uh, organization that I work for. Okay. He was a motivational speaker, and he talked. This was last April. He started talking about William James, and he's a New York Giant, and he's going to come in here. He thinks he's going to take my spot. I'll tell you what, and I was like, I, I haven't even heard about this one. I mean, what, what is he talking about? This guy's all fired up. I don't know what he's talking about. 
who's this William James guy? And, you know, after Monday night, I don't care who he is anyway. And, and if he's a giant, do we really want him anyway? That's no. What I have to say. No. Well, you know, giant. giant might as well have been a smell. Met. They smell really it's, bad. Uh, they do. No, the Jets fans smell. <laughs> it's William Allen. It's Will Allen. Remember Will Allen and Will Peterson when they had the two cornerbacks? Yeah. William Allen became William James. Why? He got, he got married? <laughs> no, dude. I think what's called. I think his pops was, you know, standing up. <laughs> Actually, I'm he, not really sure. He converted to Islam. <laughs> no, just he went with his mom's name. Or, okay. No, actually, he wanted. Uh, you remember how Trey Thomas last year changed his name to uh, William Thomas? Yes. He didn't want to be Trey because it's a new beginning. Well, that's what James. That's his middle name. Okay. Okay. And I, okay. I believe, and he changed to William James because he got he had real bad back surgery. They signed him around the tenth game, and he was just helping out his nickel and all that. And then this was going to be a new beginning. Because you know what? I think the beginning of the end. Yeah, the beginning of the end. Should change his name to William Mango because <laughs> he's going to be scooping my water ice on on the way I'll home. Tell you what, he, was, he was he was getting turned around. I mean, I, like, literally getting. Turned <laughs> I haven't really around. seen that either. Where somebody gets turned around like that, and I was sitting there. I couldn't believe like they were doing it on the highlights. I thought you didn't watch the game. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. They showed it on the highlights. How bad? It, I know. I'm just kidding. I didn't watch the game, but I saw it on the. I read it in the newspaper. Well, the Ray Dinger. I mean, that's how crazy they went into this thing. Why do you have to analyze a, the first preseason game? Do, you know why? Because this town is freaky for football. Yeah. Sick freaky. All right. Speaking of freaky for you know, football. You know, what, you know, some people say the, the first day of training one of my is the last day of baseball. I agree. <laughs> okay, I agree, so boy. that's how freaky that you they know, are. It, it's just awful. The, these Phillies are in a pennant race. Pennant race. Doesn't matter. Yeah, but and nobody, nobody gives a shit. The, well, me and Danny Hill are the only two in this Pennsylvania area that think they're going to the playoffs, it seems. That's not necessarily Yo, what true. What does Paraface think? Does Paraface think they're going to the money had a Paraface thinks football should start. <laughs> this baseball shit is too hot outside. Let's get football going, man. Oh, that mucker. Yeah, I mean, I, I talk to Derek right now. I mean, the Philly season, I, I'm, I'm a believer. I'm, I'm all for the fightings. I think they're having an excellent year. They're doing better than anyone. I, and I'm sure you guys can agree. They're doing better than anyone thought they would do. Especially totally. with adversity and the injuries they've had this year. But, uh, I mean, it all comes down to the end of August. But. Go Phils. Go Phils. Hell yeah. I'll you know take what was, that. Go Phils. What's funny is because I agree with Danny Hill. You need three out of four, if not four out of four, right? He looks like, ah, you know what, two out of two, or two out of four. So the GM doesn't really care if they win or not. Does it make his job easier if they don't win? Seriously. Does it make his job easier if they don't win, if they don't make the playoffs? Because he told you. No, it makes it harder. He told you two years ago, a year ago, that they weren't going to make the playoffs until next year anyway. For for three years, yeah. That's, at the end of the year, Charlie Manuel is going to be gone. Right. Yeah, so Gillick. So he is, has to. So if they make the playoffs, he's going to have a harder time firing. Right. How do you fire someone that gets you to? Well, let's just say the man, with all those right injuries, how do you yeah. get the guy that got you there? How do you get rid of him? You just say goodbye. <laughs> I guess you, you do. Okay, now, you cold-hearted now, motherfucker. Dude, that's when he's sitting at the door. You go, hey, look behind you. As soon as he does, <laughs> taser is yeah. it? What was that? <laughs> and put him on Broad Street. <laughs> oh, it's awful. Dude, I'll tell you what. The Phillies. I first of all. I'm a huge baseball fan. Everybody listening knows that I am. Um, and I love the Phillies, and I want them to win the World Series this year. But this has been going on for since Manuel's reign. They've been doing this forever. Regardless of injuries, regardless of anything, they will not be able to clinch a goddamn thing. I agree. And that's just the bottom line. And you know what? I want to be wrong, but I'm not. I'm not going to get all my. I'm not going to get my hopes up and go. Ooh, get butterflies in my stomach. Ooh, playoffs, playoffs. I'm taking off of work just to watch games. No, 
because I ain't taking off nothing because you can, the games aren't happening. You can lead a team to water, but you can't get them to the playoffs. I say, dude, we ain't listening to taps until October. Yeah. Especially when all these Eagles right. players are changing their names. <laughs> I don't know who's on the field anymore. Yeah, I know. <laughs> My name is Donovan McNabb. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay, okay. All right, so uh, back to football. We knew this was going to be our fantasy football show, woo! so it's time to make it happen. Yes. Please. Time to make it happen. It's that time of the year, people. Gentlemen, it's all about fantasy football this time of year. There is a serious, 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 serious problem we have with this fantasy football, whereas the games are going on, and we're staring at CBS Sportsline, waiting for me to beat Woody, me and E-Money to beat Woody Get down a for a bug. case of cool ones. But we brought our fantasy football expert in, even though he did finish second place. Why'd you finish second? LaDainian Tomlinson finishes first every year. So if you got the first pick in the draft this year, you should probably be smiling until like mid-November because you just got the running back that's going to give you double points of everyone else. Yep. I was close. I was within 100 points, and I'm in a points league, but there's no beating LT, and uh, he is a gladiator. He is probably one of the best Football players in the NFL today and of all time. So, go, go ahead. Dude. So that's in our league. That's all I can say. Makes it Danian even better because I actually wrote it up on the forum. Right, Big Blue was asking. We have double point for whenever someone scores outside of the position. If you're a running back, if you throw or if you catch a wide receiver, if they catch or run or throw, and a quarterback runs or catches, they get double points. So, dude, LT last year, he's catching them, he's throwing them, doing all that. Then he's scoring long TDs, which are also double points. He was a kill in our league, and he did not go number one. No. Because Woodrow yep. picked Alexander. Well, he went number three in Danny's league. Yeah. Yeah, he almost slipped to me in four. And I, I finished in second with the fourth pick of the draft, so I'm, I'm all right with that. And, you know, every year you got to get your sleepers and, and you got to figure out who's going to be a bust. And we'll talk a little bit about that a little well, bit later as well. But. Right back to D. Let's see what's going on. Let me start you with this question, fellas. Who's your number two? Dave. Uh, Steven Jackson out of St. Louis. Danny Hill? I agree. Steven Jackson's your number two. Why is he a number two? I want to know why because they play in a dome and you have somebody like Mark Bolger who can throw the ball to these incredible wide receivers. Why does Steven Jackson, how many carries does he get? Is it because of carries or does he take it length of field? 13 rush TDs, three catch TDs. So he had 90 catches as a running back, and he had 346 carries. So he's touching the ball 436 times. Yeah, and I I agree with Dave with that. I mean, he's a double threat. He's going to catch the ball. He's not Rudy Johnson. He's not only a running back. He's going to touch the ball on both sides as far as running, and he's going to get receptions. And, you know, he's got a consistent quarterback that will throw them little dump offs to him and he's got skills they don't take him out third down he's not a running back by committee right he's got nobody backing him up and you know steven jackson has earned the right to be the number two pick of the draft well how important of it is a the coach's philosophy when you're picking a fantasy football player oh that's huge if you a wide receiver you could pick a second third rated wide receiver on that team but if mike march is throwing the ball that wide receiver is going to do good if he's playing with Peyton Manning. Dumblehead. It's the first chance I had to say <laughs> the Bumblehead. The first year. Dude, I'm not a Mike Martz fan, as anybody here knows. It comes down to your league. I mean, some leagues give you points for reception for running backs. And if they do that, a Westbrook's valuable. Uh, Steven Jackson's valuable. Ladanian's, you know, uh, if, if you don't take LT number one, then uh, I don't know what planet you're living on. But the bottom line is, 
you know, you got to know your scoring system. You got to know what you get. Is it a touchdown league? Is it a, you know, is it a points league? Yep. Know your scoring system when it comes to fantasy. But I think we'll break down. I mean, LT is probably number one. You the could go, format. You could go Steven Jackson or, you know, Larry Johnson. Granted, he signs the contract, which right. they're saying he's pretty close to doing that. And then, you know, the top six running backs are pretty much a lock. And then you could throw a quarterback in there. But, uh, it's it's really what you do later on in the in the draft that that makes you that makes uh, a fantasy it. championship. Totally agree with you. I want to ask you guys a quick question before we get into uh, fellows that are drafting eight, nine, ten, eleven. Where does the Frank Gore mystique come from? Where did this guy? I understand that he's got numbers. I understand his numbers. So fantasy football, that's all that matters, that's all right? That matters. But is he that talented of a running back? Well, that's supposedly he was taking over the job over Clinton Portis down in Miami when they played down in University of Miami. It was Edgar and James, Portis, and then when it was Portis and Gore back there, Gore at the end of the year was taking over most of the reps and all that. James came out, was a number, what was he, four or six but I fear, or whatever. But I fear that Frank Gore is going to be another one of those um, – a Lamontua in there. Jerk off was a keeper. Yeah. Well, well, Why do I show hateful for, for that guy? Yeah. But, yeah, but, Gore is a keeper in our league. Well, but, in our league. Yeah. But maybe Danny makes a really good point, though. He could be a Lamontua in where he goes crazy one year and then maybe, maybe next year he scores four jo- touchdowns. Yeah, maybe a Julius Jones where Marion Barber came in last but that's, year. Well, let's and, see, with Lamont Jordan, I mean, that's a great pick because that is – or not a great pick, but a great comparison because they're both backups. Lamont was backing up Martin. Gore was backing up uh, Kevon Barlow. When Barlow left, now he gets all the touches, and he just exploded last year. You got Thomas Jones in that same category this year. I mean, he yeah. was splitting carries with Benson last year. He's the guy now in the Jets. Got a little bit of an injury, which you know nobody likes to see that going into a fantasy year. But at the same time, is Jones going to be the sleeper that everyone thinks he's going to be? Because why did Chicago let him go? Right. Or is this injury going to linger with him? Is he going to be the Lamont Jordan of of the oh seven oh eight season? You got to remember Thomas right. Jones yeah. when he played down in Arizona was not Thomas Jones of Chicago. It's a very good point. He might be splitting carries with uh, Cedric Houston, who finished off the year pretty good last year for the Jets. Do you have the ability right now to give me your top five running backs? Um. Off the top of my head, would be LJ, LT, Sean Alexander, Steven Jackson. LJ's Pro- in front of LT? No, 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 no. I'm just saying. Not in order. Yeah, not in order. And Frank okay. Gore. They'd be the top five. But in order, yeah. LT, Sean Jackson, probably LJ, Sean Alexander, and Frank Gore. That'd be my top five. Danny Hill? I, I could give you the same thing, and, and I. It's not what I'm reading off the sheet because it's changed a little bit with Frank Gore's hand being broken and right. the ability but, for him to go downfield and actually stiff arm someone, which he probably won't do till week five once he knows his hands all right. But I would say LT, Steven Jackson, Larry Johnson, if he signs, which it looks like he's going to do. Um, Joseph Adai and Sean Alexander are probably the next two. Uh, flip a coin because, you know, I heard Sean was still hurt, but he looked all right the other night. And, you know, he was the number one running back in fantasy football two years ago. So let's not disrespect him and, and, and keep him up there. Frank Gore, I'm not, I'm not really bought into that. He's probably six on my board right now. Interesting. He's in all these magazines, he's number two or three. And I think I feel the same way. I mean, I would gladly take Joseph Adai over Frank Gore. Well, that's also, yeah. I mean, They have better Gore. offenses. It's just a better offense in order to put your, put your guy in position to score touchdowns or score or run for long distances. I also like uh, Maroney up in New England. Yeah, he's a number six. All these guys are kind of like scrambled together. I think Gore might have the ability to catch more. I am not 100% positive who had more receptions. 
But uh, isn't a die still splitting or not splitting carries? But uh, what's it called? Still nah, he's the Rhodes. the good thing for uh, nah. Rhodes is over. He's in Oakland and. Rhodes is in Oakland, and he's he's suspended okay. for four games for uh, substance abuse. So Rhodes is is kind of out of the picture. Which I mean, I, I could talk about that situation as well. I mean, right now Lamont Jordan could be great value at a high pick because he could come back and and rebound. But there's also a guy named Michael Bush in Oakland who uh, is a very very good running back out of LSU that may take that position as well. No, so. out of what's called Louisville, Louisville, Louisville. Yeah, You're but right. he what's called? He had a broken leg last year, and they said he might not even play this year. They said his leg still might be that bad where he won't be healthy enough. We watched him two years ago in this basement on a Thursday night, and dude, he was just awesome running over people. He was Love him, but actually, yeah. Last year when we watched Louisville play Rutgers, we saw him sitting on the sideline because we were like, "Dude, whatever happened to that guy?" Yeah. He yeah, he is good. in camp though. Yeah. For the record, oh, he is, is he in, in camp. camp? And, okay. and keep him on your radar, guys, because yeah. oh, he definitely. could be a uh, you know even a, a first or second week taxi pickup that could make you uh, a champion this year. Uh, Frank Gore had sixty one receptions for four hundred eighty five yards last year. Okay. Joseph Adai had forty receptions yep. for three hundred twenty five yards. So, but he and, had eight touchdowns. Right. Marooney had, what's called, 22 catches or 20 catches. Right. And Frank Gore had nine receiving right. touchdowns. So, guys, I ha- let's, this is a great segue to your 9, 10, 11, 12 p- picks. But what hold on, do you real do? quick, as you said, I had eight TDs. Yes. Four came when? I, in one Against game. the Burrs. Let's <laughs> not, let's <laughs> not, let's <laughs> not, you don't remember that? Yeah. No, no. I, didn't, no, re- <laughs> no, no. That, I said receiving <laughs> touchdowns he had. Oh, no, no. I think he had a total of eight TDs. Wait. No, he had eight, he had eight TDs and he had he had four. Total TDs. You're think, right. I'm sorry. I think he had five against the Eagles. Actually, and I think Frank it was Gore, like a fantasy uh, explosion. Uh, yeah. But at the same time, he's not splitting carries with anyone this year. Right. So, him, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, he he is he he is your typical high risk, high reward running right. back. I mean, he's a lot of risk because he could come out and you know you never know the Colts. What's what's the st- statistics on the team that won the Super Bowl Horrible. and the rebound year? It's not I good. Agree. So yep. that could happen again for the Colts. But I really don't see it in that offense. And I think Joseph Adai's got a lot of uh, potential. But you're right. I mean, really, your top seven backs, I- excluding LT, is it's all rolling the dice. I mean, you don't know right. who's going to do what. But, it, but I've heard this, and I'll ask you guys real quick. Does Maurice Jones-Drew fit into a top seven pick? No. But I hear that he is. I hear that he's a top seven. I hear he's a top five pick. And so they say Fred Taylor is not going to be playing if they're going to be until they carries. say that. Yeah, when they say Jones Drew is your number one, you know, running back, then yeah, then he'll be in the top. I'll say thirteen, fourteen. But he yeah. might be a great and a great person to take for a risk value because Fred Taylor isn't going to be isn't right. going to be able to carry that kind of load. Yeah, obviously, you look, I mean, he's fifteen on my board and. It's a bit of a reach. I mean, yes, he was consistent last year. He could be the guy, but they, they stole Fragile Fred. Fragile Fred gets carries. So if Fragile Fred's there and they're going to give him carries, it's going to take away from Drew's production. Fragile Fred scores one-yard touchdowns, and that's you, very yeah, true. Do you take Jones Drew in front of Reggie Bush? No, nah, no, nah, you can't. Right, that's not, well, that's what I'm asking Demon. Well, where does Reggie Bush fit in? He's right after. He's, he's right at like the, 12. He's at like 12. I'd say he's right around he's, Marooney, a okay. like right after all that. Dude, you can't put, you cannot put a Reggie. 
Is that why he's he's dropped down? So absolutely, he's absolutely. One two. And, and Deuce is another one of those guys where I'll go through my sleepers and busts, but Deuce is another one of those guys where you could get him at like thirty six on a running back perspective. You could get him in the third or fourth round, and he can get you eight nine touchdowns. So, okay. how many guys are you going to draft your? They're going to sit down on draft day and don't even think Deuce McAllister is even a player anymore because of how much high-caliber and high-profile Reggie Bush is. No, my question is, and, and guys, pay attention, how many guys are going to draft Kevin Jones, who's out for the first six weeks of the season, <laughs> and Tatum Bell, who is the starting – he's the what starting – second round? He is now the starting running back for the Detroit Lions. Tatum Bell, who you know is probably ranked 60 in every book. You know, Pay attention, guys. Just watch the injury report. Make sure you do your homework, go into the draft, know your scoring system, and running backs, I mean, we're, we're doing a lot of talk about running backs, but you really got to know how your your league is scored because a quarterback could be more valuable or a wide receiver could be. Defense, you never know. Just make sure you know your scoring system. That's also, uh, so when you're talking about the running backs, pay attention and see who left on the, the offensive line. Totally That's agree. what scares me about to die. I mean, that whole line is going crazy yep. up there. But they play in a dome, which is huge for a fantasy football player. Yeah, which is awesome. Okay, so before I get to um, Danny Hill's sleepers and busts, I want to move on to this. Advice for the people who are drafting later in the board who get shafted like me and E-Money every year. Every year, me and E-Money get the dick in our whoa, ass. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. We're in the playoffs every year, dude. And we don't bring no books. We bring like a who, computer layout. I know. Who did we draft last year first round, Dave? <laughs> D'Angelo Williams. Well, there's no we in that. There's no we in that. <laughs> but you'll you take that. credit now for getting your cash for no, the playoffs. I, I said to you, what are you doing? Remember I said, don't Well, you I didn't walk up there playing. I don't want to get in a fight with you, Evan, oh, in the middle of the podcast. Watch your mouth. Hit him with the mic. All right. I'm thinking A.G. Feely first pick. Oh, uh, yo, nice guys, work. I'll tell you one thing. Everyone everyone fun. at the draft won't be that surprised this year. <laughs> I, I, I don't have him in the top 12, but. D'Angelo Williams is the running back in Carolina this year. I'll tell you that much. I agree. Well, that's <laughs> last year. Too bad he's not a sleeper. We picked him in the first round. The, the best thing, though, is because they kept him the whole time. And then at the end of the year, I mean, they were just staying above water. And next thing you know, when he started playing well, you guys just went off. I mean, and you three had three touchdowns one night. Okay, so let's do this. Your advice for 9, 10, 11, and 12. So if you got 9, 10, 11, and 12 in your league or a year later in your league, who do you, who do you really target? Danny Hill? Who do you target? Well, I mean, if you're going 9, 10, 11 in your league. Maybe do you go 12, for a running back? a 12-team league. I mean, the answer is yes, you do. You, you have to grab a running back at that position. You have to grab one. But a mistake a lot of owners will do is they'll grab two. So they'll get maybe the 10th best running back and the 14th best running back, where nine times out of ten in the NFL, the guy that's ranked 18 or 19 is going to have a breakout year, and you'll be able to get him in round three or four. So really, at that point, you want to make sure that you get two of the best players on the board. So you want to get a running back. You have to do that with your first pick. But you got to remember, you're coming right back. You're going to have another pick right away. So you got to get either one of the top wide receivers or quarterbacks. And, and there's only really, I would say, two top quarterbacks They'll go five, six. I mean, you don't really have to worry about that. So either you're getting Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, or you're going to get one of the top three wide receivers, in my opinion. You get a a running back, whoever's best on the board, and that could be a Brian Westbrook if you get receptions for the receiving. 
you got to remember Brian's a little fragile. He might get hurt. Rudy Johnson's always a, a, a big pick at this point. I mean, he's going to drop in the draft this year, but he's got 12 touchdowns the last three years, so you might want Rudy. Um, you know, I'll talk about some of your deeper values. So if you don't get all your running backs right away, I'll tell you some guys you might be able to get later. But you want to get the next tier one. You want tier one players. So if you can get a tier one or tier two running back, and then you can get a tier one or – I mean, you need a tier one wide receiver or quarterback at that point. You listening, Dave? I'm listening, brother. What what scares me, though, is like if you decide to get a tier one running back, which is what you have to get at that point. So at 9 or 10 or 11 and 12, right, you need – in the back of your draft, you need a running back no matter what. You have to – by hook or by crook, you got to get a running back. So you get a running back. And then coming back, your decision is wide receiver or quarterback. You can steal quarterbacks from other players – from the bottom of the draft because there's not coming back to you for a while, right? So if you go, how much value, how much more value does a quarterback have than a wide receiver? Does it? You got it. The prop, the the difference I see to Derek this year, the difference I see is once you get past like your seventh, eighth, or ninth running back, there's value at like nineteen, twenty, and twenty one, which you can get in round three or four. There's value out there still in running back. And in other years, you're right. you got to grab the 11th and the 12th best running back. And I did it last year. I got Lamont Jordan, who ended up being a fluke. So it really hurt me. I mean, I lost Boss. points every week. So you know, Dave, you guys can hold hands on the way nah, out the but, door tonight. But, but whatever. I'm just, saying, I'm just saying <laughs> that in this year's draft, there's running backs out there. I mean, there's a Julius Jones who Bill Parcells isn't in Dallas anymore. Julius Jones is going to be the running back in Dallas again. People are going to make a mistake and gra- grab Marion Barber. Because he had more TDs. Because he had more TDs. But that was because, I'll tell you what, Bill Parcells and Julius Jones hated each other. Totally agree. Period. So Inside information. Wait, 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 wait. you got to be patient. And, and running backs, I don't see that much value in getting a Ronnie Brown and a Reggie Bush who's splitting ca- carries with... Deuce McAllister than I see in getting a number one receiver who's going to get you 12 more points every week as a receiver. But how much more important is it to grab a Brady or a Donovan McNabb at that point? Well, that's, uh, I was going to say, I think there's three quarterbacks. I think Coming Carson, back down. Well, I think Carson Palmer would still be good. In my eyes, I don't ever do this. Quarterbacks in the first two rounds, there's no reason to do it. The only time we did it is when Danny talked me into taking T.O. and McNabb. Which, and it paid off tremendously for you. I don't like doing that. That's not my well, style. Let me ask you, but here it is, though, Dave. If you don't get, if you have nine, ten, eleven, if you have the back end of your right. draft, if Anywhere you don't get tw- one yeah. of those quarterbacks, you're not going to get them. Right. That's fine. You give up those three. Say if they get you in the thirties, right? Just roughly thirty-three to thirty-five TDs. You don't even get Bolger on the way back. Okay. Well, when you're coming up, okay, Bolger. If he gets you twenty-eight to thirty, what's Delhom going to get you? What's Liner's going to get you. They're going to get you 25 TDs. So, so, Dan, you would agree that you don't get a quarterback in the second round no matter what. No, I mean, it, it, you're looking at Peyton Manning, which someone's going to make the Manning. The problem Peyton is Manning if you draft. Four, five, the problem six. is this, though. If you draft Peyton Manning, you're chasing players the rest of the draft. So right. I don't, I never, I have never chased, a, I've never drafted a, a quarterback early because running backs are, are way more of a value, right? In right. fantasy football, there's not as many good running backs as there is. Receivers, or they could be breakthrough quarterbacks. Right. So you got to get the running back right away, in my opinion. And and people differ, but people that differ. I mean, other than one year where Peyton Manning was that elite of a quarterback, he's. I mean, he's been number three, number four, number five. I mean, everyone knows him because he's on commercials and this, that, and the other thing. But 
You got to you got to get what's valuable for your league. So you got to know your scoring system. And dude, that's it all it all differs. When you take Peyton in the first round, second and third, you're getting running backs. Now you're getting the 19th and the 25th running back. Okay, your wide receiver, you're not going to get until the fourth round. Right. Yeah. Well, but you, Peyton Manning can in our league he can. Now you're dealing with somebody like Kevin Curtis. Yeah. However, do you sacrifice the potential that your quarterback can get you? In a lot of leagues, a quarterback will score a lot of points. However, do you Sacrifice that for a wide receiver that might be there coming back up the pike. Do you go for the guaranteed? The only person who's going to throw the touchdown is a quarterback, right? So do you do you get the guaranteed quarterback and get the guaranteed points, or do you get the wide receiver who might catch sixty receptions? Nah, you get you get. In my opinion, and Dave, I'll, I'll I'll hand it right over to you. But I, in my opinion, you get the the Peyton Manning and the Brady picks which isn't something i will personally do but it's it's what will be done in your draft you get those guys and someone in philadelphia here someone's going to take donovan too in the first two rounds yeah. but after that you're looking at round five six before the rest of the quarterbacks go carson palmer round five well that's i was saying I, I think palmer's up there he could be the top three he should go before McNabb. but that's i think like say if you're coming back in the second round now you're at 16 and there's peyton manning so there that's when you jump on and you can take them. Other than that, yeah, there's no reason to jump on anyone. There's plenty of quarterbacks out there. I mean, you don't want Rex Grossman and all that, but you can get that one. There's the running backs, running back by committee now. You're going to grab someone later too. So I think you want that wide receiver out there, the good wide receiver. You don't want to take like the fifth or sixth you know, rated wide receiver. I think you have Holt, you have Harrison. And also um, the mentality is, is running backs and receivers. All the time, so there's all kinds of quarterbacks all the time. So you don't, you should never worry about trying to get what kind of quarterback you're going to get because they're going to be there. Because right. there's a lot of elite quarterbacks in the league to, to throw to the people yeah. you want to throw to. And I think we're doing some injustice to uh, Drew Brees because he he did coordinate the number one offense in the NFL point. last year. Uh, he may be someone you take in one, two, three, but after that, let's let's move on. But I, I think uh, you know. Quarterbacks after after those top four, you're going to get value, and there, and there's guys out there that our league we don't lose points for interception. If your league does, then yeah, then you got to worry about these guys. You got to worry about Liner and you know these younger quarterbacks that will throw the two interceptions, but will also throw you your two TDs or whatever. Team, I want to move to to the bus and the sleepers, but I want to ask and I want to preface that with one quick question. And Danny Hill, you tell me this: Why is Adrian Peterson? Such a projected player when he hasn't taken one snap in the NFL. And I will say this also. I agree with everybody that says he's going to be great. So you tell me. All right. Well, I'll tell you personally, I got Adrian Peterson at 23 on on my running back list. That's not in the draft. 23 on my running back list. Um, it, it's always tough to tell with the rookies. I mean, if Adrian Peterson has a good year, Derek, I think you're looking at seven, eight touchdowns. I mean, look at Reggie Bush. Look at these first-year running backs, and and tell me who's got you more than seven or eight. So if you're gonna if you're gonna waste a and it happened last year. I mean, people took Reggie Bush in the first round. He's going to be the superstar. He's going to be this, that, and the other thing. But you're 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 really doing yourself an injustice when there's a Rudy Johnson out there, or you know another running back or quarterback. I mean, if you can get a Peyton Manning. Who's going to get you double the production of a rookie? I mean, with a rookie, you're always taking a risk. I mean, look at Cedric Benson. I mean, he didn't do anything a couple of years ago. You got to really weigh in the factors of it's a rookie. 
How much are they going to depend on him? Who's his backups? I mean, you got to look at that too. Very good Who's he competing with at camp? And you got to make sure. I mean, it, it, what's his track record of injuries? I mean, that's the worst thing about him is the injuries. That's his only downfall. Right. Upside, where you're talking about what's why is everyone saying it? Over nineteen thousand or nineteen hundred yards as a freshman rookie record down there in uh, Oklahoma. He's playing for Minnesota, who has Brian McKinney left tackle. Steve Hutchinson, left guard, Matt Burke, center. Dude, that's three guys that I think any four of us could run behind and get four yards of carry. That's totally right. true. They're that's, Pro Bowl they, players. Right. So that's right. very nice right well, there. That, maybe that's why everybody's so excited yeah. about him. Not only the fact that the guy can fucking run the football. Yeah, he right. can. There's no doubt about it. And he's playing in a dome, which is very also very important. Right. His, and it's a Kansas City. I mean, it's a Kansas City running back. I mean, everybody's been able to run the ball in Kansas City, right? No, he's Minnesota. He's in Minnesota. I understand, oh, but I'm saying everybody's been able to run the right, ball in Kansas right, City. Right. So if you have the offensive line and you have the talent around right, you, right. but it's a risk route. I mean, it's upside and then risk. I mean, yeah, he's got upside, but he's a rookie. I mean, do you really want to waste a first-round pick? No, on, not first-round. Maybe right, no, he'd be a nice Would he come in down second or maybe third? That's it. Well, you hope someone's going to draft uh, Faison, right. the other running back up there. Second, third, and you can get him third. But Brad fourth. Childress will give this guy the ball all day long, guys. I mean, even if they finish five and eleven, they will be. This guy will be given the ball all day long. Right. The, the, I firmly believe that. The worst thing about him, he doesn't catch that much. He's not a catching running back, so that's where he might lose a couple plays. You know what I mean? He might not be out there for third round or third down and all that. <laughs> but dude, he could be awesome because Tavarius Jackson is not just a complete thrower. He's going to steal a couple rushes himself because he just runs. Totally agree with you. But let's see if he finishes the year off to himself. Well, let me give let me get Danny Hill to give us his top five busts. Bust first because we're the negative podcast. Well, I, that we are. I kind of I kind of have it like broken down by position. So let me give you my top three sleepers, and I only have like two or three busts per position. And okay, I'll let you guys comment on each. I mean. Quarterback, I'll run through all my sleepers and all my busts, and then you guys give me your comments on each. I mean, Sounds terrific. When, when we go to quarterbacks, I got John Kitna, Kitna. He's listed at 11. Nobody threw more passes than Detroit last year, so uh, you can argue all you want, but he's got talent out there. He's got receivers to throw to. He's going to throw the ball a lot. I got Tony Romo, who I wouldn't say is a first-round pick, but he's somebody you can get in five, six uh, he's my seventh best quarterback on the board, and well, that just proves. Uh, I agree with you with the Tony Romo. That proves our point on the last segment that you can get a Tony Romo, and he has threats to throw to to make plays, and it's going to propel your team to what you need to do. Right, and he's somebody you can get later on. I mean, I got somebody yeah. like a Jason Campbell who. Everyone, you know, I, I, I'm in the NFC, so I'm not a right. big fan of Romo or Campbell, to be honest with you. But Campbell's got talent out there. He can throw to Santana Moss. He's got Chris Cooley, who may be one of the best tight ends in football. Uh, he played well and had good statistics at the end of last year. Yeah, so. end, yeah. And he's the 27th quarterback on the board. So he's somebody you can get as a backup, play the matchups, but he can get you points. And, I mean, I think I was reading an article where – he, he threw it for at least one touchdown in every game he played last year. Uh, J.P. Lossman, I mean, he's got weapons out there. He's got Lee that he can throw to, and he had a great end of the season last year. Alex Smith is another quarterback. They got yeah. Dow Jackson now. They got a lot of weapons out in uh, San Francisco. He's ranked 18 on the board. You can get him later in the bat. And, and if you get any of these guys, you might want to grab two of these guys later. If you don't get one of the top five running backs, Philip Rivers is another guy. He's ranked ten on the 
the quarterback ratings, but he's got you know Vincent Jackson who looks good this year, and he's also got you know the best tight end in football. Bust, I got Vince Young. I mean, number one, he's on the cover of Madden. Number two is uh, the Tennessee the Titans. Defense. I still, I, yeah, he can't read a defense, but he runs. He's going to run the ball, but he's also prone for injury. I don't see him that good. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, and and this isn't just being a Philadelphia Eagles fan, but. Eli Manning. I mean, what has he shown us thus far? I mean, exactly. Nothing, dude. No, I totally agree. All right, so sleepers and busts on the quarterback front. Comments. Well, hold on. E- E-Money, what he was saying, he couldn't pass the uh, the one The te- Wonderlick yeah, test. The Wonderlick test. Yeah, yeah. But the most important thing about Vince Young is, as a from fantasy point, is he runs balls into the end zone. With us, that's huge. It's huge. Is that, worth, is that double points for you? That's you, not no. It's six oh, points. See, he works. So Danny works yeah. for yardage. So right, right, right. I'm in the touchdown league, but it's it's the same if he throw it or you run it. He runs it. League. A short right. one is twelve. Okay. So he runs a long one. It's twenty. So it makes sense. Points. But he's also on the cover, of Madden. Yeah. And, and guys, it's yeah. it's spoke for I'm itself. Not real for you. Crack. Right. Something's gonna break. It's right, funny. Hold on, because your your sleepers. I have three different sleepers that you didn't even hit, which I'm surprised. Go ahead. Hit me. Hit me. Hit me. Ben Roethlisberger. Burger. Burger. Thank you. Burger. He got to talk to the new coach, said, hey, listen, we got to throw the ball more. First preseason, they were throwing it deep and all that. He got to throw the ball, which is nice. Maybe I'm a little biased, Matt Leinart, because I have him as a keeper. But he has Bolden. And he has Fitzgerald, I mean, that's which is a hell of a one-two punch He's got people with James to. behind him. I understand. Him. I'm throwing you value at like 17, 18, 19, though. I'm not I'm, – I'm, I'm talking oh. sleeper sleepers. Liner's probably what, 13 in there? No, he's 17. All right, all right. Yeah, Cutler's 15. I'll take the liner piece. Right. He's got Fitzgerald. He's got Bowling. Yeah. He can throw the rock. And right. Rivers and Manning are both a little higher than him. And James right. as well. For a dump off. Yeah. So you have man, you have Eli as a sleeper? No, 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 no. I'm saying, what's called? Like here, they have Eli and Cutler as 14, 15, where Leinart's 17, and um, who else did we say? And Cutler. He's got mad skills. Yeah, Rivers right. is 13, Manning's 14, Cutler's 15. So, I, I mean, it. they're in the same bunch right there. I Like, I mean, just looking at this one magazine, I think Cutler, or my fault, Roethlisberger and Leinart, and my last one was Cutler. I like Cutler as a... Uh, Quarterback. No. Cutler's got a lot of talent as well. I that agree, he does. So. I mean, when he played, he looked awesome. He Let's, will move up. By the time draft starts, he will move up. Moving on to running backs. Real quick, let's hit the sleepers. The 48th rated running back, Tatum Bell. He's got the job at Detroit now. Kevin Jones is hurt. He's a bust. Uh, put that on the charts now, boys, because if you don't, you're going to look stupid on draft day. Thomas Jones was a sleeper, but... I don't know. He's starting to show injuries. Uh, in Chicago, he was a stud. I think he's underrated. I think he could do a lot in the Jets offense. They're going to give him the ball a lot, I believe. Yeah, I mean, I think he'll be all right. I think he'll get over his little uh, pulled gra- uh, calf and, and be all right. Pack Jarius Norwood, you heard it here first. He's ranked 24 in running backs. Done is done. Yes. Atlanta's got to hand the ball off to somebody else. Uh, Jarius is going to get the job done in Atlanta. He's ranked 24th. If you can get him as a second or third running back, you're in good shape. Julius Jones, I, I talked a little bit about this earlier, but uh, Bill Parcells never liked him, and he put Marion Barber in there out of spite. I think Julius Jones is a talented running back. I remember two years ago he won the uh, league or at least put a team in the second or third place in our league. 
based on his performance and was one of the elite running backs in the league. And so that is Thomas Jones's little brother. Yes, it is. And, and, and he will rebound. I mean, he will do well. I think that him and Parcells never saw eye to eye. And anyone that knows Bill Parcells, that's not a good thing. D'Angelo Williams, who, Derek, I know you're going to be happy about this. He's ranked 25th in running backs right now. He's going to be the number one running back in Carolina. I don't know if I take him in the first round, Mm-mm. but, uh, you know, he's definitely going to give you value at that position. We Bust. took him in the first round because we made him, like, we literally read the right. wrong There's thing. no need to justify it, Derek. <laughs> Derek, 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 nah. Evan and Derek, I'm going through my, my sleepers and busts. No need to justify last year, all right? Uh, so, okay, so okay. bust, uh, Kevin Jones, obviously, he's out six weeks. I had him on the bust list before. Right. I found out about his injury today. Um, Brandon Jacobs, I mean, He's not going to be Tiki Barber. Eli is really going to have to depend on his arm. The running back position, I mean, he can punch it in from inside the 10, but I, I, I he's ranked 22nd in my personal draft list, and, and I think he's going to be a bust this year. Jamal Lewis for the Browns. I mean, what has Jamal Lewis done for anybody in the last couple of years? The and, and he's playing for Cleveland. And then I know a lot of people argue with this, but I have no faith in Willis McGahee this year. I don't think they have the offensive line for him to run in. I know he's fast. I know he's got talent. I know he did good in Buffalo. But I think Baltimore's even got a worse offensive line than than, uh, they had in Buffalo. So he's on my bust list. Mr. Calderbank, go ahead. Uh, my sleeper, I really think, even though he's ranked kind of high, Rooney. I really like him. He's taking over the whole job. He's going to be running. I think he's going to catapult the six guys that are in front of him by the end of the year. I think that'll be a real good pick if you get him later in the first round. Also, like Ronnie Brown at the end of the second, beginning of the third, if you can get him, you're still getting a quality running back. It's better than the backup. The whole running back by committee makes it tough because you might have one guy that's going to run 1,500 yards. But one guy that gets ten TDs. Guys, just, uh, let me ask you a quick question about that. And I'm sorry to interrupt you, Dave. No problem. It's not. It doesn't make it tough. It makes it impossible as a fantasy owner. Yeah. So you avoid that at all costs. Agree or disagree? Unless you get them both. The yeah, only yeah. The only way to do that, Derek, to answer your question, is last year I drafted Julius Jones as my third running back. I got Marion Barber in the taxi rod. I mean, you got to handcuff them. If you're going to go with a running back by committee and you can't handcuff those running backs, you're done. Also, again, depends on what your league is. If you're just doing touchdowns, you go Barber. If you go on yardage, you're going to go uh, Jones. All depends where it is. Where our league makes it even tougher because it's combined. And now, okay, you want someone who can catch the ball. Your third down back who's going to catch the ball a lot more who has that chance to score a reception TD. So it makes it tough. But those two running backs I do like. Also, one of the running backs I do not like. I don't know. Again, personal, Travis Henry because of Mike Shanahan. I'm tired of hearing, you know what? Uh, you know, Terrell Davis and all that. I he had to be there. That, so I agree 100% with the Travis Henry. He'll probably be on my team, though, this year. So, <laughs> Yeah, I got, I got Travis Henry at like 23, so I didn't want to put him in a, a strictly bust. But I agree 100%. Denver has never, I mean, since Clinton Portis, they haven't committed to a running back. And even then, Clinton Portis just had a breakout year with Denver. And, and at that point, anybody could run the ball in Denver, and they were successful. So... Uh, I agree with you 100%. Let's hit the wide receivers real quick in the uh, interest of time. I mean, Devery Henderson, everyone's talking about Marcus Colston last year, but Henderson is definitely under everyone's radar. He's the 25th best wide receiver in my books, but uh, anyone that Drew Brees is throwing a ball to is going to be successful this year, in my opinion. I mean, Drew Brees is a talented quarterback. Uh, He'll get the ball around. He's probably 
one of the top six quarterbacks out there and, and number one offense in the league last year. Second is Calvin Johnson. I mean, that's a little bit of a reach, but at the 40th best wide receiver out there, if you can get him as your third receiver, you're going to have a successful year. Not to interrupt you real quick, I don't think that's a reach at all because that dude can catch the football. There's no doubt in my mind. I've seen him make incredible catches last year. That's what happens. I mean, with Mike Williams came out, everyone said, wow, I saw him make these great catches. Exactly. All this. I think that's a great pick, though. I mean, totally. Yeah, I mean, for the 40th best receiver, I mean, you're getting value there. Maybe your third receiver. You don't grab him right away, but you can get him later in the rounds. DJ Hackett. I mean, I, I don't know if you guys have been following Seattle, but. Matt Hasselbeck can still throw the ball around the place. Dow Jackson's gone. They got to get the ball in the end zone somehow. I like DJ. He's the 30th best. Uh, Kevin Curtis, we talked a little bit about the Eagles and how they have two sleepers out there with him and Reggie Brown. I mean, a lot of people are saying Reggie Brown's the number one receiver, but Kevin Curtis has speed. He never had a chance to spotlight. Uh, McNabb always makes a hero out of somebody as long as he's healthy. And, uh, I think he's got a chance. And then Vincent Jackson. I don't know if you guys follow San Diego, but Phillip Rivers is in year two or three. Start, actually, year two in San Diego. He's going to start throwing a ball to people other than Gates and Tomlinson. And Vincent Jackson, I don't know if you guys watched the playoffs last year, but as the year went on, he started to become more and more part of the San Diego defense. Uh, bust Randy Moss. I know Tom Brady's throwing a ball to him, but a 15th overall wide receiver, I don't think so. I mean, he's going to throw the ball to Stallworth as much as he is Walsh. Well, and Wes Walker and inter- exactly. uh, Watson. and Not only that, Tom Brady doesn't throw the ball 60 yards. So Randy mm-hmm. Morris gets open at the 60-yard right. point. So he doesn't get open because he's tired of – he doesn't feel like dealing with the dude in front of him at 25 yards. He's not going to catch in many balls for New England. Right. Yeah, I mean, the next the next two I have, and I only have two more – and. Mark Clayton from Baltimore. I mean, Steve oh. McNair cannot get the ball. I love that dude. He dude, cannot Clayton. get the ball further than 20 yards down the field. I agree so he with that. doesn't have the ability to get the ball to Mark Clayton, first of all. I mean, Mark Clayton, this is his third year, third year receivers. They always break out. He doesn't have the quarterback to get the ball to him. And, and, Guys, I'm I bleed green, but Reggie Brown, I just <laughs> I do not see Reggie Brown being a top fantasy receiver because McNabb will throw the ball to everyone and anyone that's out on the field. Right. And And I just do not – I mean, I would not waste – I mean, it's going to happen in our league, but I would not waste a third, fourth, fifth-round pick on Reggie Brown because McNabb's going to throw it all over the place. That's the same thing Brady does. He he don't care who it is. Right. He don't care – as long as you're in a Patriots jersey, he'll throw it to you if you're eligible to Exactly. And it's not – we all bleed green, Danny Hill. All bleed green to the day we die. However – there's a realism down here. Realism? There's Sounds a, good, yeah. Let's There's be, a lot of beer down here, too. <laughs> <laughs> let's be realistic about it. And that's exactly what we're trying to do. This is money now. Guys, when we play fantasy football, we give $300. Danny gives $300 to his team. I give four or $500. I, I mean, I, I won 1700 last year. But, I mean, you got to give to get. And at the same time, you got to be realistic. I don't care Absolutely. if you're from Chicago or Alaska. If the guy's from your hometown – and he ain't going to get the ball. You got to draft whoever it is. And honestly, guys, in the last five years of fantasy football, I've only had one Eagle on my team. I had the Eagles defense about four years ago. I, I don't know if it was four or five. It was the year they had the pickle juice. Ooh. I went nuts in Dallas. I went crazy. <laughs> but ever since then, I haven't had an Eagle since. Yeah, you know, you don't want to have an Eagle on your team because it's it just brings you down like even lower when they lose. Right. Well, hang on. 
But, but it also brings you up when they win. Come on, we're trying to be positive. We got a oh, new guest here. I want them to come back. But uh, I was, <laughs> well, Danny Hill was saying, Danny the Guru Hill was saying that Reggie Brown is not a good pick to have. And I agree because Reggie Brown doesn't do anything for you as a fantasy owner. Ever. Right. right. Ever. There's, he, he, every time, he's this, he's, like we say this every time. He is a second receiver trying to be the first receiver. Right. And every time this happens, the first receiver comes in. We have the Kevin. We have the Curtis man now. Done. Reggie Brown's going to be the second man on the on the on the totem pole. Totally agree. And uh, I agree with you on a hundred percent. Don't even fucking don't even pick him. Right, right. And and I have him as a boss, and it hurts me. I think Kevin Curtis might be more of a seven eight touchdown receiver, which is good in any fantasy league. Lastly, uh, if Mr. Colderbank don't have anything else on the receivers. No, I'm ready as soon as you are. All right, tight ends. I mean, I don't. In, in our league, we play three receivers every week, so we don't have tight ends. But I, I, for the, the courtesy of the show and all you folks that the majority of the leagues do have tight ends, I only got one of each. My sleeper is uh, Chris Cooley from Washington. Uh, you know, you always have your Jason Wittens out there, and I mean, there's always the obvious picks. But Chris Cooley, I mean, again with Jason Campbell, I mean, Washington, and and I hate to say it, being an NFC East team, is going to be behind a lot. They're going to have to throw the football. They're going to get it out there. They're going to get it to the tight end nine times out of ten. And Campbell is not going to be able to look down the field enough because he's a young guy, so he's going to have to dish it. Right, exactly. So he's the quick dump-off guy. He's the L.J. Smith of a couple years ago. He's going to get you some points, and he's a decent pick. I mean, you'll get him later in the rounds, and, and he's somebody of value. My 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 uh, bust, which before the injury or, or extended injury, is Algie Crumpler. I mean, Algie has always been a good – he's been good. He's done well, but he's hurt. He might not even play till week three or four. Um, the, the, yeah, the sink's done. It's put it in the freaking Titanic books. He's done. Julius Norwood is your only player that you would want out of Atlanta at this point, in my opinion. Period. Wide receivers, TJ Hushmanzada. Everyone talks about Chad Johnson on the Bengals. Hushmanzada out caught him, had more touchdown receptions. That's why he's a sleeper. Do you want to wait? No, no, no. Let him go. He's cool. So that's why I think he is a sleeper because everyone will go with Chad Johnson before him. Cinco Ocho, still a great wide receiver. TJ Husmanzada needs a little more uh, props there. Hushamama has a hoodie. Like Johnson's got a little too much heat on him. That's going to go just because it's a, it's a, it's a Woody Kane pick. <laughs> Yo, mad props out to Woody Kane because it's always it's free money in the league. Free beer. And the money that I get a free case of beer every year. Wait a minute. Like, uh, what, about, what about Hunt? Are they going to pick Hunt first round? Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. Any Penn State guy. Penn State, baby. Oh, go Nittly Lion. He would be my sleeper, my bust, Chris Chambers. People pick this guy all the time. Totally agree. He had like one, one year of 1,000 yards. Never a big fan of him. My boss for tight ends will be Tony Gonzalez. He is starting to move down. People still will pick him for name recognition. recognition. And I think he's going to be standing a little more to block this year. But I don't have a, a sleeper because we don't really use a tight end. In our league, a tight end is just as good as a wide receiver. So you got to remember as many catches as he has. Not going to help you because he's not outdoing a tight end. He's outdoing a third wide receiver. Totally agree with you, Dave. we got four men here. I want you guys to break it down for me. <laughs> Oh, my fault. We have... I thought you meant break it down. In your fantasy football league, we have the first four picks in the draft. E-Money, you're number one. 
Dave, you're number two. Danny Hill, you're number three. I'm number four. Who are you taking? E-Money. Well, after the Danny Hill, Danny Guru Hill, I, I, I'd be an idiot not to take LT. Gotta take him. If I don't take him, I think I'll get beat up with clubs. No, I think I think you'll be smiling the rest of the draft if you take him as well. E-Money also said, though, before, he goes, uh, if you don't pick LT, you a douchebag then? Somebody's so, a douchebag. But you know who I'm picking? I already said Steven Jackson, number two. Right on. And, and, and so this is where it gets interesting for me. It, it's interesting for me as well because if Steven uh, or if uh, Mr. Larry Johnson was still uh, holding his Johnson and saying that he's not going to show up at camp, which from every article slash website slash I spend every 10 seconds <laughs> effing off at work reading something about fantasy no football, signal uh, you know, uh, <laughs> waking moment looking at who's going to do what. I think Larry Johnson will be back. Um, it's a coin flip between him and Joseph Adai, which is more of a risk. I would, I would probably take Larry Johnson if I knew, and I will know by the time yeah, my draft time. is. My draft is in a week and a half. I will know if Larry Johnson's oh, yeah. back at Kansas City. And if he is, you got to go with Larry Johnson. I mean, he, what did he have, 29 touchdowns yeah. last year? It's a no-brainer. Dude, if he's not back, you're still going to pick him in the top 10, top 12. Are you serious? Would you do that? I would. I would if, 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 if everything broke off and, and they don't know if right. he'll come back this year, Joseph would die. No problem. Right. But Larry Johnson's still That's up what there. I'm saying. But I may even throw Sean Alexander in the mix at this point because I heard his foot was still broke, but I don't believe it because I saw him smiling on the sidelines. You haven't heard a, a, a ink of, of him being hurt right. still. And he was the number one fantasy player three years ago he won the league for right. everyone now, this time last year he, he went number one in our team but that's what i'm saying about larry johnson if you're drafting say in the next week or two you're if you can get him at 10 12 14 at the end of the the, the first round if he signs tomorrow he's going number three right my, that's my pick you really believe that oh no if he signs he's number three but that's what i'm saying if he's not signed I myself would still take him late in the first round because he would make your draft then then you when he does sign if he does sign you're also so if you had if you if you if you were a twelve so if you were a twelve team league and you you would take him you would take a wide receiver or you take a running back twelve somebody that's still there Willie Parker or somebody and then you take Larry Johnson away back right or I take Larry Johnson yeah let, let's be honest with you let's be honest with each other here it wouldn't be showing be the up first on the, time it wouldn't be the bottom line of ESPN if Larry Johnson wasn't going to sign with Kansas City right now I mean there's no way he's not signing with Kansas City. He's going to do it. He's the number three pick if he's signed, period. And that's all he needs to answer is your question. The he's third preseason game. good enough for me, man. Okay, so I'm going to do number four. And this was my big – one of the reasons why I wanted to say this is that – D'Angelo Williams. Not D'Angelo Williams. Priest Holmes. Not Priest Holmes. <laughs> my shocker. Coral Buckholder. You kind of stole my – you kind of stole my thunder on Rubber this. bandy. Oh, uh, boys. Sean Alexander. Which is perfect. I mean, if his foot is healthy, isn't he a number two or a number three? Yeah. He can fight. He could be a number one. two. He could be a number. No, he could be a number two. No, nah, he's number three. Steven Jackson is hands down the number I two pick. I don't necessarily believe that. When Alexander too many was on weapons on that two team. years ago, it was, he was awesome. All right. If you're stuck with any of those four players and you complain. All right, no, I'm not complaining. No, no, no. I'm not saying you're complaining. You have those four players. But I was just I, the, the, the reason why I get ready to draft in the second the round. The reason why I asked that question was I knew who number one was. I had an idea who number two was. Number three, you, you Frank Gore? No. no. LJ. And so Frank, Frank Gore, Gore fell to six even, as soon as he broke six. his hand. So now all of a sudden, 
I wanted to know where I wanted to know where Sean Alexander fit. Now I know where he fits. Okay, fellas, parting shots. Hold on, real quick. Oh. See, that's this is where I think the draft will go crazy after that because now it's going to be like a totally dollar, like we said you. and all that. This is where I think someone in our league jumps on man. Manning goes five in our league, yes. which yeah. is way too early. Absolutely. And guys, listen to the podcast a couple times because we talked about the quarterback when he goes. And and really what you got to listen to is when, when me, Dave, Evan, and, and uh, Derek talk about our sleepers. I mean, that's where you got to find value in the later rounds. I mean, I didn't win. You know, I didn't finish in second place because I didn't have LT last year because of uh, – you know, Rudy Johnson is my first round draft pick at four, which everyone laughed at me. But I had Marion Barber. I picked up, you know, Marcus Colston, and I picked up Bernard Barry in, in, in waivers. So you gotta you gotta make moves. Oh, yeah, you, you, gotta, gotta check you gotta listen to the sleepers, and you gotta you gotta pay attention. Don't give up on it. Always make moves. I don't care if it costs money or not. Just don't give up. I mean, it's it's a sport. If you're gonna be in fantasy football. Take it serious. You got to be in it money. to win it. You got to be in it to win it. And what I'm saying, sleeper even, where you're saying later in the rounds, where I'm saying, you know, Johnson getting picked in the first round, Hushmanzada getting picked in the second, maybe late second, early third. Dude, take him over. You'll be fine. That's a, a, still a great pick. Take your, your running back before you take Cinco Ocho. Excellent point, Dave. Let's go to parting shots. You're opening it up. My parting shot, me and E-Money, we're talking about this. Uh, I just want to give a double thumbs up to man of the year right now, I think. He, he might be, well, it's going to be tough this year between Michael Vick, Tim Donaghy, Derek Collins, and now this clown, oh. Jose Offerman. Oh. I don't know if you guys heard about this. Last night, got hit by a pitch. Second time up, hit by a pitch. He charges the mound. Hey, With that's great. He had his bat swinging it like a madman. He might as well have brought Newark to the ball field. He swung twice, missed the pitcher on the first one, the backswing, hit the catcher in the back of the head. When he came around, hit the pitcher, broke his hand. He also played with the same team last year, the Seagulls or whatever they were, whoever they were playing. I told him money. I'm not sure. It could be the whole um, Jose Mesa, Omar Vizquel, where he goes, every time I play you, I will hit you. Maybe he told him that, but still, you do not bring a weapon Absolutely to not. the mound. Absolutely not, and that's exactly what a bat is. Dave, nice parting shot. Any money you fire off second? Oh, um, football's coming, baseball's here, but football's coming, and it's you know what? Firsthand, when you when you open up the Carrier Times and two a days are starting for high school. I hope everybody in high school is doing a great job. Go into Chamonix. Let's make everything happen, and it all starts here, boys. It all starts here. That's all I got. Danny Hill, as a guest, you fire off third. Uh, first of all, I want to uh, definitely thank Imani and Derek for an excellent Smash Saturday. Uh, those listeners out there that can make the trip next year, make sure you're there. It's an excellent horseshoe tournament, a great time. These guys do a great job. Um, my hats are off to them. Excellent, excellent time. Oh, thank you very we much, had a ball. Danny. You deserve to win it. Second of all, I mean, I, I want to see a little more love for the Philadelphia teams here. So, I mean, I think the Phillies got a shot. I definitely want to see the Eagles go deep into the season. I mean, who the heck thought the Eagles would win 10 games other than me last year? And uh, I'm $300 uh, dollars richer well, for the fact me, that they did. Let and, me ask uh, you a question, though. You want to see more love for the Philadelphia teams in this basement. However, how do we give them love if they don't give us love back by winning, uh, I mean, by winning ball games? I mean – if if you don't think the Eagles gave us love back last year, where everyone thought Donovan McNabb was out, everyone thought that you know there's no way the Eagles would uh, make the playoffs, let alone win the NFC East, then 
I don't know how to give you love. I, I don't know how to do that, Derek. I mean, if you're not a fan of the Philadelphia Eagles with what they were faced with last year, and if you're not a fan of the Philadelphia Phillies and you don't believe they can make the playoffs with what they've gone through this year, I don't know how to help you, bro. But we're not here to sit and kiss the rings of the owners of each four teams here. We say it like it is how we feel. Each year, we call for the end. It's not the last game of the season when we call for – Taps. We say, you know what? It's September. Taps is time. These guys are not showing it. We had one time when we thought we were going to eat crow, but we never did. Right. They never proved right. us wrong. Till they prove us wrong, we'll give them love. We're going to tell you exactly how we feel and where we're coming from. We need help. That's for sure. I want I wanted, the Phillies to win some stuff. Yeah, everybody wants the Phillies to win some. Because it, it gives us. Because uh, when a play, it's I feel a like punch in my own face. In the real, I want to punch your face too. In the real whole thing about like what we want in the grand scheme of things, if the Phillies make the playoffs, they're in a seven game series. That's seven baseball games we get to take off from work. I will not work. And we, we and, none of us will. And the bullpen looks a heck of a lot better. Uh, than they got to get to the seventh though. That's the shit, man. <clears throat> Guys, my parting shot is this. Embattled NFL quarterback Michael Vick facing federal charges related to his alleged participation in dogfighting has been hit with a $63 billion lawsuit. This is no joke. Filed by a South Carolina inmate who alleges the Atlanta Falcon star stole his pit bulls and sold them to on eBay to buy missiles from Iran. This is no joke. The, the, uh, the, what is it called? The, uh, the paperwork. Uh, no, the um, the indictment was filed in crayon from the dude's cell. <laughs> oh, you're saying this is serious? No, I don't think it's serious oh, okay. at all. But it, but it says file. No, it's not a joke. Well, no, you said it's, it's real. Yeah, it's dude. It's in district court. It says filed on and everything. Anybody can file a lawsuit these days. So I'm going to file one against you, Dave. Okay, why? Because I called you ugly earlier. Exactly. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. If this is the last time I hear about Michael Vick tonight. That would be a, a great thing. Yeah, that's one too much. I tell you what, all this fantasy football, he would have been mentioned a lot last year. That is for sure, McClure. Not out of my mouth. Ooh, Michael Vick is Michael Vick. Michael Vick is in a good spot at this point. Thank you very much. Good night, everybody. Dan Take Hill, that, thank Atlanta. you for coming out, brother. Thanks, Dan.